Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. episode is brought to you by us bam no uh we actually just <laughs> that's it uh no we uh actually go check out our youtube we just released the dimbo the demo of the lambertone you just say dembo <laughs> no we're doing a bad let's all right so we usually record we we were recording on sundays we get them out on wednesdays and then due to scheduling conflicts we moved it to mondays and due to the fact that my job sucks right now, we've been having to do it on Tuesday. So we're like, I think none of us are mentally prepared to do this right now. It's throwing us for a loop. We brought, all right, so we've got the demo of the Lambertone pickups, the Cremas. Uh, we just, it should be out. It's out. It should be out, right? Should be. Yeah. Should should be. Which we've been saying for, what are we, episode 32? So 32 weeks in the making. Um. You know, we treated this thing like a baby. We've actually carried it for 32 weeks. So if we can hold off for eight more, it'll actually be <laughs> like having we'll a baby. Put the demo out. We'll tease it for eight weeks. and <laughs> Yeah. I still don't think we have one. And I've seen it. So <laughs> haters will say it's photoshopped. Remember how um, for like five episodes, I was like, so how's that demo going? And now um, and then we finally got it recorded. Yeah. And, and now I like that joke got so old that I stopped doing it. Oh, don't worry. Everyone else in the group still knows it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they still remind me like I like I didn't do my part yet, which it's as far all as they know, because... you didn't. <laughs> that's, that's true. No one knows. I probably still haven't done my part. Um, but yeah, go check it out. Look at it. Uh, preferably watch it. it don't just look at it <laughs> click on it do the thing listen to it um actually you know what a weird thing did happen so chris posted it as unlisted so we could check it out and we actually got a uh, copyright violation <laughs> so that was pretty cool for for one of the songs i play in there which actually made me feel really good that i actually played good enough that YouTube's like, Mm-mm, no, you're playing that song. <laughs> At least YouTube knows what I was trying to play. <laughs> I, I don't know. We get a copyright violation on literally every single thing we post on YouTube. Oh, so. that's because we still haven't gotten uh, written <laughs> like permission from somebody's brother. So that way I can stick it to YouTube. Well, yeah. it's not like they're taking it down. I don't care. Well, no, but I still have like, it's on principle that I have to stick it to YouTube. Take Wait, that how, YouTube. Uh, how, how many <laughs> listens does it take for us to get a cent on YouTube? Uh, like a thousand. So we're like half a cent that YouTube owes us. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna need that half a cent. <laughs> Actually, no. We got some. The, the Gibson video got some watching. Yeah. Did we get any money from the Gibson video? No, because we're still not monetized because we don't have the subscription numbers and view times. So if you're absolutely bored, and if you haven't followed us yet, go subscribe and then uh, watch our stuff like 200 times. Yes, That's all 25 plus of you that listen to our episodes, please go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Actually, and then you tell know your friends. I've, I've been checking the listens on Podbean, and they haven't been horrible. But one of the cool things was was I went and I got bored because uh, I was in the Gear Slum group, and apparently someone gave them a very very lovely review on uh itunes and i was like oh i wonder if anyone's reviewed ours and we actually got a cool review from tim morley oh, really? did you guys check that out yet i have not no. seen that so one yet. inform us no it was actually good because uh you know what should we take the time to read it no we've read but, all the um, other ones yeah okay hold on you have it pulled up hey if you guys just pause the episode and then when you come back <laughs> i should i should be to it um Let's see. That was Doug King. He actually gave us a good one. You know, we've got five stars right now. Five out of five. We haven't. Wait, we're actually rated now. I don't know. That's what it says. Five out of five. Six rated ratings. something other than mature. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a highlight of my listening week. Perfect mix of personalities, and everyone is refreshingly laid back and kind to one another. They don't hear the pre-app when we're not kind to <laughs> one another. DS. You know, when we ask for reviews that are positive, you guys, we're not asking you guys to lie about what you're seeing. <laughs> hey, Tim, that five bucks will be in the mail next week. Um, he says, he goes, I love all things guitar culture nonsense as much as the next guy, but when I'm in the mood for a little more guitar Ooh. culture and a little less nonsense... <laughs> Well, well, other than the occasional crazy DS moments, this is my go-to. That was my favorite review ever because I was just... That's very if pointed. You if you don't know, there is another podcast that is known for its uh, guitar uh, culture nonsense. You know, they've been talking um, more guitar lately, and I've really been enjoying it. I, I actually am one of those horrible people that have a podcast that really don't listen to podcasts. But that's because I got kids and a job, and I really just don't have time. I wish I had a job that I was able to listen to stuff, but I'm not able to. Just uh, put it on on the overhead at work and let that be the entertainment. <laughs> there's there's someone <laughs> the ordering day. it. Someone's ordering in the drive-thru. They're like, did someone just tell me <laughs> that I need to change my G-string? What's going on? <laughs> don't worry about that. It's okay. Only to a wound but, uh, one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you need to change it to a wound G. Not a straight G string, <laughs> but oh, I don't even know where we're going with this. Welcome Howdy. to the effects loop where we don't, where the the topics are made up and the points don't matter. Um, so what's new? Let's see, Chris, what's new with you? Uh, the thing we had was we got the video done, so it kind of came down to me getting it all edited. So I hope you all enjoy that, and hopefully it'll get uploaded by the time this comes out because my internet by is slow. Hold on, by the way, we know it was dark in there. Don't tell us. We know. We yeah. were there. Uh, other than that, I got a Honer Melodica or whatever the crap you pronounce it. So Melodica, yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, bugging people with that around the house uh, per usual. So I want to get one of those just to make my dogs mad. Yeah, mine gave me a dirty look this morning when I like walked into the room like playing it and he was laying on the bed and I just got like the death stare, so I like walked back out because I was a little concerned for my life. But I think that's it for me. What inspired this purchase other than ooh? Uh I found it and I had points on my like corporate rewards thing so i just used it because there was nothing else i really wanted other than like a cookware that marissa probably would have preferred me get but this seemed like the better choice yeah yeah because that's exactly what fans. that's that's exactly what she was looking forward to an annoying melodica <laughs> i've never heard anyone play the melodica and me go wow that sounds great it's like the oboe <laughs> like three people in the world can make an oboe sound absolutely beautiful or the recorder. everyone else yeah, or the recorder. And like everyone else is just like, don't do it. Who's the guy <laughs> who does music for Stephen Colbert's show on CBS? I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch that one. I'm a um, Jimmy Fallon guy. Okay. The band leader there pulled out a melodica <clears throat> one time. I've seen it. The only See, person I, need... I care about is Paul Schaefer. <laughs> I need Rest to figure out how to actually like mic this up and like put it through my pedal board. That's probably what would take it over the top. Not that it's over the top to begin with Ooh, that's what episode we should do favorite television band leaders Ooh. i mean kevin eubanks was pretty cool g e. smith mm, hands down good call good so, call sorry i gotta go g e. smith jimmy Dude, that man what about jimmy vivino though isn't is he the one that was on uh is he uh conan, conan o'brien yeah yeah he can rip now he's i like him uh, but paul schaefer still is <sighs> I don't know. I think it's just because he's been around for so long yeah. and he's just done so much. He's the one, he's one of the ones that stick out the most him and G Smith, but G Smith is just awesome because I love watching his videos just about gear. Mm. I mean, he talks like, and he runs a simple rig too. Usually it's a Telecaster. Um, I know one of the pedals he uses is a King of tone. That's where a lot of his overdrive comes from. But he's a fantastic band leader. Who's the guy who took over after G. Smith? The um, I mean, Saturday Night Live has had a bunch of different people, but like, uh, well, are you talking about the current guy, the, the saxophone, the saxophone player. He's still there, isn't he? I don't know. He was the white guy with the curly brown hair, yeah, or something like there. that. Oh. Yeah, he's still there. 
I don't watch that much anymore. I mean, their guitar player is pretty well known, though. The was his name? Is it Jared Schiff? <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty big gearhead. He's real, pretty well known in the gear community. He's been rocking an SG this season. Yeah, because SGs are amazing. Man, I've like every every Sunday I've gone to church, I've like been like, man, I'm gonna play the Firebird. I'm gonna play the Firebird. Man, every time I just grab the, the SG. That's the one. Mm. SGs. So. Anywho, Scott, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're, Scott, you're on me what's now. New with yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I was looking at the list and I was next, and I was like, but Marissa's also on there, so. Yeah, she didn't get anything new. She didn't get on the episode. Yeah, she didn't get on the episode. Yeah, what the heck, Marissa? Oh, yeah, she's not here to talk. Go ahead, yeah, Scott. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Find out if she listens. So, uh, I I think I mentioned it last week. I got a, a Prince of Tone in like 10 yeah. minutes before we recorded. Um, yeah. I love it. Oh, my word. <sighs> it's a good pedal. Yeah. It's you know what and and a lot of people talk about um two prince of tones is the king of tone yeah it sounds a little different doesn't it it's a, it's a hint different I mean I it took me I could never really get the king of tone working in the brief time I had one and mm-hmm. the, I just wanted the money more um, yeah and that's like there was an elaborate trade involved in that and it wound up with a pedal that I really wanted which was my tonal recall was part of this yeah. whole like process but um, isn't that the guy who tried to trade it back to you too. No. Or something. No, no. I. Oh, or he was trying to trade it for someone's like 50 50. What didn't the guy like in like we. we oh, talked no, about no. Him. That was not that guy. Um, oh, but okay. you did see him try. The guy I sold the Prince of Tone or the King of Tone to was on Gear Talk trying to get it. And he did follow up with me. He was like, So how are you liking my, how are you liking my pedals? You know, trying. Yeah. He did try to back trade with me, but it wasn't mm. like that bad. No way, um, Cephas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I well, like I like sold two of those pedals immediately, so it didn't work out. I was never going to be able to get them back. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, Prince of Tone, great. Pretty much Sunday, I just played Prince of Tone on, and I used that uh like guitar Gretsch that I built. Mm-hmm. Um, and just by just kind of playing harder and softer, I pretty much did the whole set. Yeah. Uh, have you ran an, uh, like a boost in front of the Prince of Tone? Yeah. That's a phenomenal sound. Yeah, it's fun. Prince of Tone takes a boost really well in front of it. Well, what's fun is I actually turned off my compressor for most of the day, too. I just liked it just right where it was. Hmm. Which is weird. Usually I just play I play compressor all the time when I Yeah, I usually have a compressor on. Like I don't practice with it, but when I get on stage, I turn it on just to kind of clean up my like slop. Um uh so yeah that that was last week i guess so it doesn't really count um this week the only real new gear i got was uh i bought new strap pins for that gretch because it was like strap was like slowly come they were coming loose as i was playing and i was like Ooh. the guitar is going to fall out at any minute kind of a thing so what, I what type of strap, strap pins were they ones. were they the were they like the round uh the ugh, i'm trying to think of how to describe them the strap pins that came with the Gretsch kit, were yep. they like normal strap pins or were they the Gretsch ones that are like the They're real normal. tiny? Okay. They were like traditional, just normal, generic. Because I know some of the uh, some of the Gretsch guitars have uh, like specific Gretsch style um, strap pins. Hmm. I'm trying to hard to explain. It's hard to explain them. But they're really small. They're not. They don't have anything really helping hold the strap back compared to like normal strap pins, oh. where it has a nice like kind of like a mushroom feel to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like wider. It, yep. They don't have those. Yeah, I use the. Uh... Sorry, you're roboting, and I missed all of that. Yep. I didn't say anything. I just okay. heard noise. Oh, it just kept going heard... for like five minutes. Well, I don't know. Right. I just right. got zero well, sound. Okay, so what I do is, uh, you know those rubber washer things on anything that I don't have strap locks on? I just use those. Yeah. And I was using the um, 
company that shall not be named strap with it so i really needed a strap lock with it yeah i need to get new straps uh couch guitar straps is a very good brand yeah i like those i, I heard that there was supposed to be a carter strap at some point yeah i don't know what happened with that add kicked in i saw a, i saw a <laughs> prototype so but like yeah i remember her saying something about like needing to put it on hold for a while so yeah oh uh, okay all right so my what's new uh i sold my wireless um gotta pay them bills pay them bills but uh i still i'm still kind of like in that honeymoon phase with hx effects uh i i'm still digging it like usually like by now i'd have something to complain about and i really don't have any problems i'm kind of excited because i'm going to look and get an expression pedal and try to move and and start using a lot of expression like doing the expression stuff um and i it was pretty cool because i uh was messing around and i even made a uh patch or a snapshot as it's called on there on the fly sunday in between rehearsal and service and used it and it's honestly it's a really good intuitive uh system it's got i, I love it so it, it's 100 percent on the face of the unit right like there's no uh like you don't bluetooth into it or anything do you no you well they've got the editor on the pc yeah but you don't need that it's it's a lot it's a lot easier to use the editor um you can drag and drop stuff a lot easier but using just the actual unit you can do pretty much everything you can do on the editor and it's really cool because like i use the four cable method with it which requires a certain you've just got to make sure you've got a certain patch to send and return where you want it but it's easy because i can just copy i can just save the different setup where i want and just go in and kind of just change the effects and bam i've got another snapshot ready to go but it's it's really cool um i was going to set up my board and i the worst the hardest part about the hx is the power supply so i'm gonna probably install a a power strip underneath my board so i can just kind of use that Hmm. but or something i don't know i gotta figure something out i don't know if a power strip will work if if they're not facing the right way because then that piece will stick out i don't know i gotta figure something out power wise i think you should give that so in the pre-app we were talking about this and i sent diaz a link to something from hosa that i think might do it yeah i gotta i gotta make it work they've also got um i can use my cs12 but i've got to get two different cables oh which is kind of weird do you need to get a like currency adapters. doubler to, to run the helix is that what it is i think is it the current is the ma right yes i said currency yeah, the, the, okay, doubler, not, didn't i you said currency i know you meant current yeah. but we will talk about how scott just messed something up and it wasn't diaz who messed it up um, way to pull I, a DS I we, there. <laughs> I think we'd all um, love a currency doubler. I would nope. definitely like a currency yeah. doubler. And then, uh, oh man, that reminds me, I got to deposit my check. Okay, sorry. ADD <laughs> moment. Um, I get paid tomorrow and I got to, I have to be to work at 5 a.m. So I have to drop my check off. So if anyone wants to find out where I work and the, my route to work, you can probably beat me up and steal my check. Um, <laughs> and if you go through all of that, you probably have earned it. Uh, but yeah, I've got to get a current doubler and then the current doubler inverts the, it goes from center positive to center negative. So then I have to get something to reverse that. It It's weird. It's kind of that crazy. sounds like a lot of work. Yep. It is. But this, see, that's, I'm kind of dragging my feet on it. Uh, Cause honestly, I get great sounds out of just using the, the HX effects. So that's kind of why I've just been, and it's easy to move. I don't have to load up a board or anything. I literally just grab that, set it down, plug it in. I'm good to go. So that's a, that's like the benefits of it. Um, but I guess we'll move on to gear news. Uh, EHX announced the Grand Canyon. So uh, EHX has been kind of knocking it out of the park with, uh, you know, I say that phrase a lot, knocking it out of the park. You They've do. been doing a great they yeah they've Sports. been doing a great job lately i 
uh they're so prolific like it seems like every week there's a new pedal from them well they're a pretty decent sized company i would think i'm sure it's one of those companies where you imagine there's a lot of people but it's really not mm-hmm. kind of like boss like you imagine boss being like thousands upon thousands of employees mm-hmm. but yeah. you know you talk to all the guys there and they're like no that's you know that's just matt knight you know that's just whoever it's like they're like a small family but yeah they've been pedal after pedal they've been coming out with i think they've really mastered the dsp technology i'm guessing that's what a lot of this runs off of oh yeah it's definitely all digital so it's all digital they've gotten a, a really good <coughs> programming down um but this the canyon really adds <clears throat> to the grand canyon really adds to what what the canyon left you know what you had desiring for it 12 mm-hmm. delays you got a, a maximum three second delay a 16 minute looper um do you imagine a 16 ta- minute loop and like laying down layers on something that stinking long uh you want to start a fish cover band yeah all right let me see how many minutes i can get on my looper <laughs> i don't know i think that's the only band i can think of some of these crazy these like oh no 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 our shortest song's 30 minutes long and you're like no sorry um but it's got a built-in tap tempo right yep yep which the canyon uh, had us sp- actually no i don't think it's built in i think that's an external yes, tap is. tempo no there is one there's a I'm built-in one it. too i'm staring right at it okay. <laughs> yeah and then it's also because that was the complaint with the canyon on. wasn't it that it didn't have tap yeah tempo? the canyon ex- only had the like tap in yeah all right so it's got um you've got where you can go into looper mode it's got a lot of cool things going on um you've got an all these different delays you've got a doubler drum sample hold which i'm guessing is kind of like a freeze or super ego yeah yeah or you got a shim which i'm shimmer pitch you've got a reverb on there you got a tape delay, deluxe memory man, reverse delay, multi delay, mod delay, and then echo, which I'm guessing is, I don't know, it's got a bit crush on it. That seems That's interesting. Cool. Yeah, I mean, there's like this honestly is going to be a a delay lover's dream. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I'm so I'm gonna go ahead and say the big thing that everyone's gonna be upset about there's no presets well there are presets but it's not like it's not it's not savable presets it says that there's presets i'm guessing it's it's different saved presets for each type i would assume so i would assume that being something like the uh pog like setup yeah yeah like it'll hold like if you tweak something on echo it'll hold that if you switch down to like reverb Mm -hmm. like i could i could see how that like it would work that way you'd probably have to save it but it's cool it's got tap division quarter you've got looks like you got dotted eighth you've got a triplet you got eighth note uh you got 16th notes which if you can't read music you won't know which one you're on if you don't know (laughs) what them shape notes look like um everybody but, knows what a dotted eighth note is though thank you the edge um <laughs> but it's it looks really cool i'm it's i'm sure it sounds great if it sounds anything like the canyon because the canyon actually sounded great yeah the canyon was pretty good and but it's definitely going to uh it's going to leave a lot to be desired with the no presets in my opinion because the problem with when you've got all these delay types you want to use them. Mm-hmm. You want to use them all at different in different parts. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to pull up a preset on the fly, it's just kind of silly. Well, and, and the other that problem big is knob. at at two hundred fifty dollars, all its competition has presets for like in the delay market. More, I mean, two hundred fifty bucks. You're getting what, what? Let's say you can get a DD fifty used. Yeah. You can get a. I mean, hell. Aaron Abubo got a time factor for 200 used. 
LCAP, DD, uh, sorry, a DL4. DD20. Yeah. DD500. You got all these. So uh, these might, I think these are going to be a pedal that are going to sell for, what was it, 250 And they're going to tank it on the used market. I bet you these are going to go down in price for new. They're probably going to go down to 200 soon. They'll they'll come out. Mm. They, they won't sell that great. It's going down to 200. Uh, maybe like 220. But mm. there's a lot of features still on that thing. That like that's going to be a hard pe- that that's an expensive pedal to make. Yeah. In its current state, it it's it's just really unfortunate that they didn't add a preset, even if it was like a external foot switch or something. Well, there's a foot switch spot on there. I wonder. That's for the, the tap switch is for. I think is that for an, the tap or the expression the, pedal. Well, there's an expression spl- slot too. Yeah. So there's expression and then there's a foot switch. I don't know. Maybe they're not doing a great job of explaining if there are like actual presets you can pull up or like maybe you can put like a, <clears throat> what is it? Like the boss foot switch that has two of them and you can like have to at least two presets to pick from, but I'm not sure. We'll have to look into it more. Yeah, but... they have like uh, the foot controllers for like their synth stuff. That's like mm-hmm. a simple TRS. So maybe they made it to where it'll work with that, where you can bank up and down. Maybe I doubt it though. I, I doubt it too. But this if is, you this... uh, buy one, uh, read the owner's manual for us and let us know. Probably Scott. Doubt- <laughs> buy one and read the owner's manual and i'm trying back. to sell delay pedals i don't need more um uh, let's see so all right well all right so moving on roly came out with a beat maker so roly had uh what was it called the wave or uh, i used to know this uh the key seaboard it was called the seaboard yes yeah seaboard. that's it so they came out with those if you don't know what those were they were kind of like it was kind of like a uh, a piano um, they had different sizes uh, where pretty much all the keys just kind of ran into each other it was kind of like a very large well it's like <sighs> imagine if a piano didn't have fixed note intervals it could be like a trombone or a guitar or a fretless yeah. instrument where you have non-set Something, intervals it's... yeah like a synthesizer thing going on kind it, of it was all pressure driven so you could mm-hmm. kind of you could it still had raised portions where the keys were supposed to be so you could accurately play it but you could you could lean on your fingers and create vibrato Mm -hmm. and slide into notes and things like that instead of using like a a wheel on the side Mm -hmm. like on most yeah and you could you could like yeah more pressure you put the more intense the sound was and it was really cool for using like a vibrato Mm -hmm. i've heard i've heard like people it, it takes a lot to get the hang of but it's yeah it, they they were cool and a novel thing but and it looks like they're taking their again that whole touch sensitive and a lot of variability in it and did this new device for sure yeah so this is let's see how do how do you explain this scott you're it's a digital sampling pad words. yeah there you go so most digital samplers have fixed buttons and a lot of them are like are, are pressure sensitive right like you put more in and you get a higher midi signal out of it and stuff like that but this is non-fixed intervals it's just a it's a series of i don't want to count that many but it's a bunch of leds on what they call the light board and so in a bunch of different demos and depending on how you program it um those squares can be different shapes or sizes and do different functions so you want it to be a chaos pad kind of a thing you can if you want it to be sampler blocks, you can. There's and it's wide open for people to program for it. Looks like it's sixteen by fifteen. So I'm not doing the math. Someone do the math. Let me know. Get back to 15. me. I'm surprised it's not sixteen yeah. by sixteen. Maybe I can't count. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, I counted fifteen. Yeah, fifteen high, tall. Interesting. Uh, 16 by 15 right yeah so whoever (laughs) does the math and posts first in the group gets a hug not from scott i don't see scott (laughs) being a hugger i'm a big hugger okay then you get a hug from scott 
Yeah, because I'm not. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go to Chicago and get your hug. Um, th- so like, yeah, this looks really cool because um, <clears throat> I've always been a Muse fan, and he does the whole like chaos pad in the guitar, and this this looks like a lot of fun, and yeah, I wonder. It's just I, I, in, the best part is it's Bluetooth, so yeah, so it's not even like uh. Like you're gonna have to route out a big core in your guitar and and hack a chaos pad and run a big long cable like he had to like that was a big custom job to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then so, uh, Ivan was it Ibanez tried to do like one oh with a case, like the mini chaos pad where it was just like routed yeah. into the guitar and the whole assembly was there. It I was think so. and it was it was a cheap guitar too. Yeah, it was like an RG. Yeah, it was not great. But this looks like a lot of fun. I mean, the cool, all right, so the cool thing about this, in my opinion, is the price point. It's only $300. And so Rolly, when they did the C-Wave or whatever it was called, C-Thing. C-Board. Yeah, that's too. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is this, a horse <laughs> podcast? Uh, <laughs> when they came out with the C-Board, the prices on it, granted, there's a lot of things that are up there in price. Um, like Nord stuff like that, it seemed like it was pretty expensive. And well, also considering it, it didn't have any engine in it. It was just MIDI, if I yeah. recall correctly. I'm not sure, but it was. It just seemed kind of expensive for something that came out and seemed kind of novelty. It wasn't something that a lot of people would use. But this seems like, I mean, I'm not. This isn't going to be like every person's going to have one. But this seems like it would be a lot more accessible and usable in, in you know, like a DJ setting mm-hmm. or, you know, someone who's doing any sort of live music that wants to use uh, different sounds, not coming from a traditional instrument. Mm-hmm. This seems like something a lot of fun. I mean, I could see with the way church music has moved, doing a lot of different i mean like hillsong young and free stuff like that this is something that could be integrated into your worship set list and not something that would be very intrusive it wouldn't take up a lot of space and it seems like it's something that could easily flow in it's not something that's taking up a a huge bunch of real estate on your stage like this you know the Mm -hmm. seaboard would do well, the, the Seaboard changed in a later version where they started coming out with blocks that were only about two octaves of keys. And then you could stack them together seamlessly. Um, and what's kind of cool about this is they're packaging it. If you uh, if you look on their site, they have the thing called the Songmaker Kit where they throw a Seaboard block and this together because they're actually the same, uh, they're the same length top to bottom. So they just mate simply. Um, yeah. And that makes it more something like uh, like on the keyboard I bought recently uh, on the Novation. It has, um, I'm trying to count while talking, uh, 16 pads on it for sampling and things like that. And it ties in with Ableton so I could like QR loops with it or I can do all sorts of different things with it um, while still leaving the keyboard as a keyboard. Um, so there's tons of functionality here. and. At 300 bucks, it's actually quite comparable to a lot of stuff on the market in terms of price um, for a larger sampling pad. Uh, but the, the real sweet thing here that I think is really important in it is that they include instructional software as part of the package. That these, oh, things wow. are comput- these things are confusing right off the bat and they are giving you like a six month subscription to interactive lessons on an online platform and things like that. So it's all about, it also gives you the, it helps you get over that learning barrier and learn. A lot of, a lot of uh, companies, when you come out with something new, their hardest part is informing people of how to use their new product. Yeah. And that's really cool that they're, they're like, they're like, listen, this is really cool. If you like it, we'll teach you how to use it. It's not going to be this hard learning curve. Like we will provide with you a way to learn how to use this and mm-hmm. simplify things. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to pick one up. 
Do it. I, do if they it. Saw, I have I have that much I have that many reverb bucks in my account right now. I could probably do it. It comes out in two days. Uh yeah. And yeah. October eighteenth, so uh Thursday. They're they're including free software with it if you order it before the twenty second as well. So um We know it's gonna be on Scott's what's new next week. Now 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 I spoke for you. You've just gotta do it. How much how much of the string joy money do we have left? <laughs> no. Uh <laughs> um well, right, we need to get moving because yeah. we're actually we were gonna do this really fast and then we, we didn't. Um so car amplifiers introduces the Telstar combo. So they got a new amp. <laughs> EL Bam. is it Done. uh it's six L six base, but it's compatible with EL thirty fours and EL eighty fours. Sorry, what was that, Chris? Okay. I can't hear Chris. He's very quiet. Oh, I turned myself down because the dogs are barking. My bad. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. 34 and uh, 84. Welcome to the Effects Loop, the professional podcast. <laughs> um, the ones that we got to yeah. worry about dogs in the background. Oh my gosh, we should do a dog episode. No. All right. But anywho, um, so Balthazar Audio Systems came out with a Film Noir 50, which is a new amp, right? I'm uh, mixing them up. Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, there it is. They're Chicago based too. I haven't, I haven't run into these guys yet. So I got to. So gotta... if you want, if you want Scott to try it out, guys at uh, Balthazar, that's a weird name. I, I want to call it Balthazar. Really? Wasn't he? Why? Is that a Babylonian? King? I don't know. Balthazar is in the Bible. Isn't that like a demon name? I thought Balthazar was the one from the Bible I was thinking of. I don't know. Someone. All right. What, all right. All right. what is this? A Bible? Yes. You and I need to start a company called the Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> I'm down. Don't Let's know what see. you're doing yet, but. And our first yeah, amp I, can be called the Ebenezer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the Balthazar is the Film Noir 50 is a 50 watt amp, uh, EL34 based. Um, what was the other really interesting? They have some. They have a unique tone stack, if I recall correctly. Uh, but it's a very simple loadout. Very uh, interesting sound out of it, to say the least. Uh, it, I love how it says that it. Well, it has a, that it increases, so it has a power supply design that increases sag for a distinctive overall voicing. I love how people say distinctive overall. It's like, yeah, it sounds weird. Well, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> a lot of amps now do solid state rectification, so you don't get a lot of sag from it. Yeah. So <clears throat> that, I mean, that is a, so there aren't many saggy amps out there anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 12. I, I stopped for a second because my audio dropped out. All right. Uh, I, I laugh because you said saggy. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, it works if you want a saggy amp. <laughs> Diaz oh is 12. <laughs> I don't That's care what anymore. <laughs> I'm tired. It's my bedtime. All right. Uh, yeah. This uh bc audio launches the bell air 40 there's a lot of amps launching this week Th this um, one's cool. really cool though this one interested me more than the other two i'll say that and it's yeah, not just because it costs good. twice as much as any, either of them but it's got a lot of different con tube configurations power tube configurations you've got a pair you can do a quad you've got pinto triode fixed bias cathode bias it's got a lot of options. It's a Swiss Army knife in there, man. I thought it was American voice. It might be Swiss voiced. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. The sigh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's see. It's 100% all tube signal path. True point to point wiring. Four 6V6 GT power tubes. A GZ34 tube rectifier. Two 6 SL7 GT octal preamp tubes, 
power tube configuration switches, three position negative feedback switch, presence and cut controls, three band EQ with bypass switch, three position bright switch, body control, impotence selector for four, eight, or 16 ohms. Can you just call it an impotence yeah. selector? And a hospital grade <laughs> power cord. Imp imp impotence. <laughs> listen, one of <laughs> Listen. When you have too much sag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's one of them gets you saggy. One of them gets you impotent. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's why I go with the Kemper. I just not even worrying about it. Oh. Uh, impotence, impedance, impedance. whatever. <laughs> listen, they sell something for that. So get your impedance under control. <laughs> so this is why we will never have more than twelve listeners. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what is interesting about this amp is it's not a 12AX7 preamp anymore. Um, that 6SL7GT is not a highly used uh, tube. Now, someone might, and I think I know exactly who it will be, will correct me on saying, oh, well, this amp used this and this and this. Jason? Yep. Is it Jason? Yeah, it was Jason. If I knew it's going to be Jason. Because <laughs> Jason, Jason is the king of knowledge of things that we have no clue about. Because yeah. he lives in this whole other musical realm, which is absolutely it, it. Like I'm so interested by it. I love when Jason like comes in with is like. By the way, yeah. So uh, this thing's really adjustable. Pretty pretty cool what it can do. Really good sounding too. Um, check out their website. They've got a demo up um, within 32 days of it. Uh, 32 weeks of it launching, guys. <laughs> oh wow! They can actually get a demo up within thirty-two weeks. Yeah. Well, you know my my uh, impedance is Try messing hearts. me up, so it's really hard for me to get things up in time with my impedance. It's impeding your so, progress. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this next one because yep. But we're gonna let's hit this last one really quick. And the, the only reason why we're hitting this last one is because I'm I'm kind of excited about it, even though I'm never gonna buy it. Uh, Demarzio has a Richie Kotzen pre-wired strap pickguard. Um, so Richie Kotzen is, in my opinion, I think of him mostly for the winery dogs. Uh, amazing voice, amazing singer, and amazing guitar player. And But he was in uh, Mr. Big. Uh, he was in Poison. I guess he replaced C.C. DeVille for some time. Uh, he was in Mr. Big and replaced, uh, oh my gosh, I can't, Paul Gilbert. And go. then what else was he in? Um I was looking him up and like to get an exact like look at what he was in, but he's a, really known for playing Telecasters. Uh, but he uh, started using signature. He had two signature models from Fender Japan released in 1996 that came equipped with Demarzio pickups. So he, he's got an amazing tone and I actually believe he uses the line six pods. Does he really? Or like he, he I think he uses the floors like something one of the floor models um or he might use an hdx 500 but at one point when he was with the winery dogs that's all he used and it was really cool he has um, a tech 21 fly rig like a signature yep. one oh i want one of those if you haven't checked them out check out the winery dogs one of my favorite songs they do is actually a cover they do uh fooled around and fell in love and it is amazing. So Winery Dogs is a um, super group. It's got Billy Sheehan from Mr. Big and I, Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. So it's a three-piece band and they do amazing stuff. So that was it. That was it on that one. So now we're going to move on to our topic. So this week in the music world, uh, we had some pretty pretty big news because our government actually did something that seems to help musicians uh the music modernization act came out or was signed which was a bipartisan uh legislation well i'm just a bill sitting on capitol <laughs> hill <laughs> but uh so we've we are definitely not the most educated people scott's probably the educated one in the group uh 
but this is something that might be a little bit out of our range, but we're going to talk about it anyways. I think it's significant because uh, it's going to, it's definitely going to change the landscape in a few different ways. Um, I, I, when I dug into it, the first thing I was like, oh, cool. Are they changing the compensation rates of, of music? And that doesn't seem to necessarily be what's happening. Um, I don't think they really could have, I don't think there's a whole lot that the government could yeah. have say in that without completely regulating well i mean they could create like a minimum wage kind of scenario where it was like you get x percentage of sales guaranteed as a writer or something like that but you know it record contracts are you know that's a profession is writing those things and negotiating yeah. them so it's not like uh i don't know i i don't think that's something that's going to be quickly changed but the big mm -hmm. thing that this did was it cleaned up how people pay for things in the digital area era for sure with we have and so what, what i i kind of had two theories of what's going to happen as a result of this um one i think it's pretty much guaranteed that within the next six months every musical service is going to cost more yeah and well th those businesses are always going to want to make their their margins yeah and they're not going to eat any of it they're going to pass it on yeah uh and also, when you realize that Spotify has been $10 a month since its inception. So it's kind of one of those things. A lot of these services are probably due for a refresh on their pricing. So you're going to hear people complaining about that left and right. Like the same way you hear yeah. every time Netflix raises their rates, you know, yep. it, and people mm -hmm. are, are, are bemoaning it, you know, it, that that's bound to happen. And I think it's going to get blamed yeah. on the bill even though I don't necessarily think anything in this bill really affected that. No, but it seems like this bill is, uh, there was a lot, a few parts that really helped try to protect the artist. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like from what I understand, there was a lot of artists that supported this. And Scott, you said there was quite a few uh, like record companies that supported oh, it as well. Even like Spotify publicly set, supported it. So, it, do you think they meant it, or do you think they were just kind of like? Yeah, I was going to say that could just be publicity. At this well, point. It, it was yeah. definitely written by a PR person, but that doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> it's a good or a bad thing. Um, yeah. it, it it could possibly help in in the sense that um, by creating what this bill does by setting up that that centralized pay system, that yeah. it's going to create a. I, I think. It's a little awkward because whenever you set up a you know a proxy organization, they're going to get a cut of something probably. How do you fund that? Um, unless it's funded by the taxpayers, uh, which I don't think it is. Well, and one but, of the things it's from what I I read mm -hmm. and tried to understand was that a, there was a lot of stuff too. There was a lot of uh, royalties and stuff, or there was a lot of money from music that was floating around that didn't make it to anyone. Yeah. Artists, and uh, this before helps. 1972. Two? Yeah. Um, and this helps cut a lot of those loopholes. Yeah. With, with that money out. It does. And, and that, and in that sense, it's really good. Um, mm -hmm. the other part that might actually be interesting in here. So if now all these companies are not negotiating, um, separate agreements with every company and everyone's trying to work out a new deal and all that kind of stuff. Like it's just flat rate. Like here's what we license at and that's what it is. Um, I I'm curious if we'll get the things where it's like a title gets the album two months before anybody else does or like how is title still a thing. Title's still a thing. Um, oh. or how like, uh, well, that's what's new to me. <laughs> Was it Taylor Swift pulled all her music off of one of the platforms. I think she pulled Dude. everything off of Spotify. Yeah. So I, I'm curious if that gets affected through this. Hmm. Um, but the, where, where I was going before was if you smooth out the transaction, that might mean that it's cheaper to do business in the sense of like your operating costs. You don't have all these crazy negotiations you have to figure out. Um, and that actually might actually open up the market then to other platforms as well. Um, there might be more streaming services coming online as a result of this. Actually, Taylor Swift is still on Spotify, so it's something else she pulled off of. I thought it was like when her album came off, came out, she pulled off, or 
There was like I think that was Adele, wasn't that iTunes. I think at or one something? point, yeah, she had an exclusive with Apple. I think that's what it was. Yeah, but like so Kanye's right. record only came out on title. Kanye owned parts uh, of title. I was about to say. I was about to say. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know, we'll we'll see what comes of this. Yeah, this will be definitely something. Uh, and also, if you're listening and you happen to know more than we do about this, continue the conversation in our group. Go to the group because this is definitely something that uh, I think is as musicians we should be looking at. Yeah, um, and we actually have a general. couple of artists in our group too, so we're curious to see like your opinions on this. Yeah, it, wait, there's a group. Yeah, our group. I was just kidding. <laughs> I'm messing around. All right, uh, go ahead, Scott. Sorry, before I derail it. I've I've lost my thought. Way to go. Oh, have you ever been so stupid that you can make someone else dumb across the United States? <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, I think it's really something cool that we should keep an eye on i mean there's not been a whole lot done to protect artists it actually seems like with i mean there's been a lot of complaints with artists with the you know music going to streaming and everything mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. a lot of people who are like oh i don't make any money and s- s- honestly it's really tough because a lot of those artists that are saying that are like artists that haven't been relevant since the 80s and so you're kind of I forgot who else there was. I th- there was a drummer. I think it was the drummer for Wasp or something. Quick, name two Wasp songs without looking at your phone. I don't know. That that was my point. <laughs> that was my argument on it. So like that was that was kind of my thing is a lot of the people complaining aren't really relevant anymore. So, but this would be really cool to see, you know, what happens for artists and if they're going to start being actually taken care of financially at some point and there's the the loopholes that a lot of these companies have used and a lot of the record companies have used to make to pad their wallets a little bit more whenever it could be owned to the artist well so here's the biggest problem to me of all this is remember when xm radio came out and we all thought this was like the coolest thing ever that you could have radio without without commercials yeah Mm -hmm. remember how much xm cost it was expensive like 30 or 40 bucks a month but the, then they started giving it away whenever you bought the car. Yeah, for like, like you can six buy months. this, you can buy this Honda, and it gets twenty four months of free XM radio, and then no one ever renewed their service. Oh yeah, I've got a dead XM radio in my car right now. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I give XM money like I give them like five bucks a month to get traffic data. That's what I use it for. Um, <laughs> now that I don't, you just take the train. I. I walk 30 feet from my bedroom to my living room to work these days. So it's not really, uh, he needs to, he needs the traffic for that. Yeah. But like when I used to commute an hour every day, it was good to know if the highway was jammed up. Um, anyway, uh, music used to cost money and the, the real flaw in this, it, we can talk about compensation rates and things like that. Um, for like, but per play, we are now listening to more music than ever and putting less money into the system than ever really like those of us who subscribe to music services are only putting in 10 bucks a month you know like there's not much going in and like i think that's part of the problem with this whole like we've we don't value music financially as much as we used to no and and the market just scooped out the profits because like a, a cd used to cost 14 bucks you know, I, I mean, and then Lars Ulrich called it with Napster. Yeah, <sighs> gosh darn Napster. Well, and you know, at 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 a point in my life, I was torrenting music. Streaming killed that for me. <sighs> Scott, I know. I, I torrented some music. I bought you. others. Um, I still have two hundred some CDs laying around my house. And like novelties, like vinyl, which I'm sorry, vinyl is still a novelty, and I collect it. I, I get it it's fun but yeah it's, it's, i've got no i've got yeah. vinyl too yeah it's, it's still a novelty but that outsells cds now yeah so i mean it the a big one of the biggest problems in music right now is 
that a traditional revenue source has just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. And really the only way to make music or make money in music is either to license it to a movie and film and like TV or tour relentlessly. And even then touring, you're making your money off of your merch. Uh, a lot of your money. I don't know. If you're man. not a big name, concert tickets have you're got not a big, so expensive these days. If you're not, a, if you're not a big name. Yeah. But a lot of that goes to promoters, goes to paying your, uh, whoever is working for you you've got i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of bands that feed. say there there's a lot of bands that say they're they're i'd say when it comes down to uh their percentage like what's you know what gives them the most profit mm-hmm. their merch is where all their profit is mm-hmm. uh, it's an easy place i mean that's definitely where their highest profit margin is for sure that's probably where they get most of their money too wow. that's why they tell you seven times to go buy their merch yeah we'll we'll be signing merch over there if you'll just please pay for it <laughs> so but i say yeah i mean it's definitely something we we're going to watch out i want to see what happens um because you know there's a lot of stuff that everyone says you know this is one of those things i think that's not gonna have a very fast dramatic change but we'll see the change over the next year or so hmm. yeah in my opinion yeah i i I really think this will be the nice excuse to raise rates. Yeah. Cause stuff just has to get more expensive in time. I mean, there's, this yeah. is, uh, this is something we see in the guitar and pedal industry too. Of like the guitars have to get more expensive over time. Inflation is happening, you know? Yeah. And at some point oh, a yeah. builder, you know, after building a, pe- a pedal for 10 years has to raise the rates on the price of there. And everyone goes up in arms of like, Oh well, this used to be two hundred dollars. Why is this two hundred twenty? You know those kind of those kind of things. Tariffs. Yeah, tariffs are not going to change anything on this one. I know. I just felt like yelling about it. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, but uh, so that's our opinions. If you don't like them, it's too late. You're at the end of the episode. <laughs> just got to deal with mm. it. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see. I say we wrap this sun gun up. So it is my bedtime. So thanks for joining us. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes like Tim Worley did. That was very nice. Um, if you don't like the show, just write it down and mail it to yourself. It's the same thing because you got the stamp on there. It's a certified letter. Um, follow us on Instagram at the effects loop. Uh, join our Facebook group and you can talk more about this topic and other topics and just how you feel in general. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash the effects loops. And then you can go check out our YouTube. Uh, the demo for Lambertone Pickups, the Crema, is up there. Um, we've got we put all the episodes on there. You can listen to while you're at work. If you're mm-hmm. not able to listen on your phone, you can just put YouTube up in the background, and no one will be the wiser. And you can email us uh, if you have any suggestions for topics, or you feel like just giving us the big old middle finger. Um, the effects loop <laughs> at gmail.com. Just send us a picture of a middle finger. That's what I send to Scott every once in a while. Let him know his boss. Uh, it's still me. So thanks for. Yep, still. <laughs> <laughs> still Scott. Scott's still a boss. I just rem- I remind him. I send him the middle finger. You're the boss, um, number so- one. <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> so for the effects loop, I'm Diaz. I'm Chris, and I'm Scott. And you guys have a good week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. This is gonna be the worst week ever. <laughs> we finally get the we finally get the demo out. <laughs> worst episode ever.
negativity always drawn out picture and revisualize love Energized lies together, together We undefeated, a plan to make well as no gloves needed When we weed into the mindset of achieving and believing in a community that remains happy Then the actor, the world should be one Hate annihilated, every heart is one Love again, so Don't